0: Schadenfreude Store, take us out You
1: may know me from Seinfeld Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone Everybody Loves Raymond And the original OG Thrill get off Super the phone. You know what I mean? I'm going to rent a movie, I'm not going to rewind it That's why I love this podcast Yeah, You, you do. are listening to Massive Late Fee With Mike and Mark Oh yeah I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them Screw that late fee Yeah
0: well, he's got yeah, enough of that Seinfeld money. He doesn't care about the
1: late fees. Yeah, how much do you think he's made off of Seinfeld?
0: I don't know. He's he's he was in a couple episodes of, of Seinfeld. Obviously, I think he was in more episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond. But both of those are heavily syndicated. So
1: I know that. Ch- from his uh, his hit sitcom, Get Off the Phone.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we. I want to write a pilot for Get Off the Phone and then contact Fred Stone. <laughs>
1: And they just they just follow that character? <laughs> I thought we could pay him on Cameo to read the pilot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a great idea. We just, we pull together. Anyone out there, I'll start a GoFundMe. Anyone out there that wants to contribute to this, we'll try to get about five or six different celebrities that Mike and I handpicked together. We'll write a, a screenplay. We'll write a pilot, and we'll have them all read it. <laughs> on cameo Usually every
1: every piece of shit is uh being put directly onto like all these streaming services because there's like i think i subscribed to like four or five myself and mm-hmm. there's like stars because you know who doesn't want to watch uh christine elise <laughs> thank you who before we who doesn't
0: who doesn't want to watch gabrielle Carteris? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that before the show. Did you, uh, did you confirm whether or not you followed her on uh, Twitter?
0: Actually, I don't, and I couldn't find her on Twitter. You know,
1: she doesn't really live in the fucking district. Even She's just going to her grandmother's house. That's right. She's she's. She, I, I don't want to see about anything.
0: I don't want to see her hobbling around a set, <laughs> and her ninety-year-old hips.
1: Didn't you say uh, she is like the president of the Screen Actors Guild now?
0: Yeah, she does something. Or She's running for the president of the Screen Actors Guild. Something I don't know. She's not busy? (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Speaking of streaming services and people who are apparently aren't busy, Mike, I saw today that they're doing a sequel series to Who's the Boss? I saw that. Oh, my God. So
1: Uh, I'm not trying to be funny or not, but is Daddy Pintaro still with us?
0: Yes, he's still alive.
1: I know he's, well, you know, you know.
0: Yeah. He's not dead. He's he, gay.
1: He's not dead, but he's <laughs> gay and he uh, has HIV, I believe.
0: Yes, he does. Big uh, time. So full blown. Actually, I think, I think HIV. big time
1: would be I think big time <laughs> HIV is AIDS. Yeah. You know.
0: That's true. You graduate from the minor leagues of HIV to the big leagues of AIDS.
1: I mean, hopefully, you know, uh, he's got that under wraps. <laughs> Yeah, oh my God, Alyssa. Are you sure Alyssa Milano isn't a uh, busy uh, throwing fits on Twitter?
0: Right. That's that's what she does today with her with her platform. Is she she likes to to kick up a lot of dust on Twitter.
1: I know she's a little bit older than us. I'm not sure exactly how much older, and uh, hmm. this is probably very sexist to say, but she's still very attractive. I feel. Oh yeah, absolutely. And until she's not, people will still listen to her dumb bullshit. That's correct. <laughs>
0: that's right uh but no so I guess it's supposed to follow him Tony Danza's character I believe his name was Tony and, and Alyssa Milano's character Samantha uh Sam. yeah that's uh that it's supposed to follow follow those two characters I guess Judith Light and uh the aforementioned uh
1: Jonathan Pinsotaro
0: Jonathan HIV positive Pinsotaro uh. uh,
1: and actually kathleen uh hellman maybe
0: yes she's dead mona she died died last year
1: she probably won't be in it didn't we discuss this recently
0: i don't think so no we might have discussed her death but i don't think we discussed this
1: what i think this is brand new yeah me too who the fuck was asking for this aside from Tony Danza?
0: I don't know. Yeah, T- Tony Danza just Tony Danza was on the streets. Isn't
1: he like a teacher now or something? <laughs>
0: I don't know what he does. Do you remember,
1: do you remember that?
0: He, I like remember he that he had some sort of morning show which horribly failed.
1: Uh, yeah, because who, who, uh, Tony Danza? Who, who wants to see him?
0: Maybe his students. Is, is
1: if he's a teacher, is it like a
0: head of the class situation?
1: I think he was like a real teacher, like in some school. And it was like a reality show. And I don't think it lasted long at all. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it would. Why would it? Who Who's begging to see Tony Danza? I mean, he's literally, was he the star of Taxi? I wouldn't say so. Maybe. No. He really watched that much. I, I mean, Judd Hirsch, right? That's yes. The star of Taxi? Correct. Who is, who is, who, who has said to themselves, recently, God damn it. Where's that Tony Danza been? Seriously, yeah, Tony. did. that Super generic sitcom that he did in the eighties. I need to see more of that in nineties. I think
0: when I read when I read the thing, it said that Who's the Boss pulled in a a live audience of thirty million every week or something like that, and I was like, Which well, that's very impressive now. Yeah, that's that's very unfair. <laughs> that, that's very unfair to throw that number out there because that was back when there was literally three channels. I mean, you got a third of America pretty much every night of the week anyway
1: yeah. yeah look at all the dumb bullshit that that just got what's so weird is like back when there were so few channels like all the stupid shows like we're out but now mm-hmm. it like seems like it's well to a degree but i think it's going the other way now like it seems like it's like a much higher quality product on every network but now it's just there's so many streaming services and there's so much time to fill they're just getting like bullshit so that's why we definitely need to strike out with our uh i'm on the phone uh, so kind of, exactly or get off the phone <laughs> Yeah. Z- uh, the that's sap- a prequel that we'll, we'll do a better call Saul prequel years later while I'm on the phone.
0: <laughs> he's just he's having a conversation with his mother.
1: He's like, Oh, I'll be right back. He needs to get more change when he comes back. This uh this thug is on the phone.
0: Mom, I told you but I the put the cream on it. it.
1: But it lasts ten seasons and it's twenty two episodes a season, so yeah, that's quite the adventure. <laughs> All takes place in one night.
0: Oh my god! In one phone booth,
1: it doesn't make. Ah, Kiefer Sutherland, Ben.
0: You you open up, but what's funny is so the show opens up. You open up the phone booth, and it's just somehow a sitcom uh, like living room set. (laughs)
1: Right, like like uh, one of the most underrated sitcoms of all time. That's my Bush. Yeah, exactly. Where his neighbor just comes over and hangs out. I love it. Neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. Even political commentary aside, I mean, it was just a skewering of, uh, you know, sitcoms in general. That oh, was yeah. Very funny.
0: It was hilarious. I loved That's My Bush. And then 9 11 happened. And <laughs> no one thought it was funny anymore,
1: apparently. I mean, even though Bush did 9 11, mm. you know, people were like, oh, we well, don't want to bring this up. <laughs> we don't want to upset the Bilderbergs.
0: Yeah, exactly. What would the Rothschilds think?
1: <laughs> oh, like, I-, I think the military industrial complex is uh, against this one. <laughs> Yeah, the. Uh, all right, Mark, this is this, this go ahead. I was just
0: gonna say, "Saved by the Bell," the new class. Speaking of the the ratings, "Saved by the Bell," the new class got 15 million viewers every week, and they were, I think, like 50th or 60th, and they got canceled after one season. Uh, "The Big Bang Theory," the most popular sitcom on the air for the last season that it was on, averaged like 10 million a season. So I, I, things I think have Murray
1: changed. Brown did gangbusters numbers over. Uh... Who's the boss? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Shit. What was? I wonder what family number Family Matters uh, average uh, you know ratings or Full House in its prime were. They were probably like insane, like fifty million people. Maybe. Oh yeah.
0: Well, like I think like a hundred million people, which was at the time, which was like half the country watched uh, the season finale of Seinfeld and, Seinfeld and stuff like that. Yeah. Apparently, the, did, show, Tony on, <laughs> apparently the show Tony Danzo was on. Apparently, the show Tony Danza was on was called Teach. Colon Tony Danza. So it sounds So like,
1: are we teaching duty, Tony Danza? <laughs> that's
0: what it sounds like. It sounds like Tony Danza's being taught, but in reality, it's a reality show about actor Tony Danza becoming a tenth grade English
1: teacher. Oh my god, he's teaching English?
0: At Northeast High School in Philadelphia.
1: I would I would say gym at best. No offense to any gym teachers out there. Oh my
0: god. Yeah, how's I mean, he be a boxer? How's he teaching English?
1: You need to be able to speak English. he's right? speaking English as a second language to himself. <laughs> you gotta conjugate you your verbs. So
0: I hope every.
1: In the face.
0: I hope every child in there, their first name ended with a vowel, so he could say it.
1: I hope all their names are Tony.
0: <laughs> oh my god! So apparently, it had one season, number of episodes, seven. <laughs>
1: Oh, they just ordered
0: seven episodes? Yeah. It says (laughs) historical significance. In a survey of public opinion around New Jersey, Teach Tony Janza was voted the most important show of the 2000s. Oh,
1: no.
0: What's hilarious is... It premiered October 1st and ran till November 5th, 2010, so it wasn't even in the 2000s.
1: It was in the 2010s. To be fair, that critic was taught by Tony Danza
0: oh my god in a what how how is i don't understand what this what this is i love that
1: it's so ridiculous and it's hurting your brain to think about this.
0: it's just the weirdest entry i've ever seen in a wikipedia article it's just the first thing says historical significance and the only thing in there is the one paragraph that says in a survey of public opinion around new jersey T- Which is not where it takes place. No, it takes place in Philadelphia. I don't understand any West of this.
1: Philadelphia. Oh my god! So I know Tony Danza wrote this, right?
0: Apparently, yes. Wow. Well, it got nine hundred thousand viewers. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. how It got canceled. That was. Um, like- I'm sorry. That was the thought- premiere. It, it averaged about five hundred thousand.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know.
0: Holy shit. Oh,
1: I feel that uh, Tony Danza is probably not a great English teacher. No. If, you, if I was walking down the street and I saw Tony Danza with a book in his hand, I would do a double take. Not because it's Tony <laughs> Danza, but because he had the book. Right.
0: I love the synopsis for the second episode, which is called Tested, by the way. Danza fears that most of his students are not doing the work after half the class fails their first quiz.
1: I would bet you my entire net worth, which is about a hundred dollars, probably currently. Uh, I guess if I liquidated my car, I'd have two hundred dollars. Right. Um, but I bet my entire net worth that uh, at one point at least he's like, I don't know who's teaching who, <laughs> Absolutely. or some variation of that. Absolutely. It turns out I was the student.
0: Oh my god! He also denies three of his special needs students the use of the resource room because he thinks they are being lazy. <laughs> However, there may be legalities, legalities associated with this. <laughs> to make really? to make matters worse, the brightest student in the class wants to drop out of the class because he isn't being challenged enough. Oh,
1: really? Tony Danza's is not challenging you enough? But he lived with a uh, an advertising exec for years. He should know a lot of stuff.
0: Oh my god! I I almost want to watch you think, this.
1: I'm not trying to be be a dick here. Do you think Tony Danza graduated high school? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I honestly have no idea. He's
1: like the Steve Gutenberg of TV.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. That is the, that's the best analogy I've ever heard in my life. He is the Steve Gutenberg of, of all TV. Time.
1: <laughs>
0: he was ever... he was popular for a while in the 80s. No one really understood why. And then uh he's been relegated to the trash heap ever since.
1: Uh, first, a couple of Steve Gutenberg facts. I think I may have mentioned both of these before, but they're both hilarious. His uh, autobiography. What do you think it's called? Oh, hmm.
0: Um, damn it. I don't know. Oh.
1: What you're you're be- going to hate yourself when I tell you this. What would it, You want to try and guess?
0: Let's see. Uh, acting Out.
1: <laughs> no, it's even better than that. Okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. The Gutenberg Bible. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is hilarious.
1: <laughs> Another uh, uh, fun slash very sad slash disturbing fact. Uh, after actor Phil Hartman, uh, his wife, uh, committed the murder-suicide against him, yeah. Steve Gutenberg, who as far as anyone knows has no connection, showed up in a suit and started uh, fielding questions from reporters. <laughs> what? What? Yes, he just showed up. He's like, I'm famous. Maybe he lived in the neighborhood. I don't know. He saw he saw police he saw
0: police converging on Phil Hartman's house, heard the gunshots, and thought no. and thought no, he
1: saw camera crews. Yeah, he
0: thought this is my chance.
1: Let me get the suit.
0: Oh my god. Did he have a copy of the Gutenberg Bible with him?
1: I don't think it was out by then. If
0: you want all the answers, you better read this.
1: You think to him that's like he would like that's his like, ideal his ideal historical possession like a copy or maybe even a page of an original Gutenberg Bible.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. If he had twenty, movie. he'd
1: have it. Absolutely. Uh, it's let's see. Such a weird franchise when you think about. It. I mean, there's. I mean, is there? I mean, is there anybody who really lasted like career-wise after it? Uh I mean Bobcat Goldfrey, it's a, more of a director than anything now, and I I do like the few movies of his I've seen. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's and outside of Snickers commercials, he's not really acting.
0: He's probably the most famous of them, I guess. Oh, well, wasn't, um, uh, what's I
1: disagree. Her- uh, David Spade was briefly in, like, part two, or the Citizens on Patrol, he's a skateboarding punk. Oh,
0: that'd be part four. Um, not that I'm a huge fan of the series or anything, <laughs> but, um. Uh-
1: but yeah, I mean, but I mean that he's not like a main character; he just kind of shows up,
0: right? But of the of the mainstays, uh, Kim Cattrall's in them, right? Isn't she? Well, I don't know. She, she, I think she was just in the first one, so maybe that doesn't really count.
1: What about the guy who played Tackleberry?
0: Uh, are you referring to David Graff?
1: <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah, <laughs> you're looking at it right now, aren't you?
0: I'm looking up the cast. Yeah, uh, let's see.
1: Bubba Smith, I, he was he was in. I, I liked him in the Police Academy movies. I think I've seen a couple, maybe three or four. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the actual ones, just like on TV. So I've missed out on what I believe is quite a bit of nudity in the first one or two. Oh yeah. Though, so, I mean, it's eighties nudity. So I mean, do I really want to see a fucking uh, you know full uh, <laughs> you know thong of hair around yeah. the uh, woman?
0: It's self censored.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Japanese pornography, Ex- but with hair instead of blurry marks. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I would say because Kim Cattrall's only in the first one, so I think, or I don't know, maybe she's in the fourth one. Oh,
1: no, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm way off. What's the guy who plays the captain's name?
0: Uh, George Gaines. You mean Commandant Lasard?
1: Is that is he's in he's in quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, I he like was
0: he, he was in. I mean, and G G W uh, whatever his name is Bailey. I think he was in G.E. Smith. Yeah, he was in he was in the uh, Saturday Night Live band, and he was in. Uh, St. Elsewhere and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's Here's a qu- he had a decent career, but no one's no one got super famous.
1: Here's a question. G.E. Smith, is he alive or is he dead? G.E. Smith. do got- look it up. G.E. Smith's
0: got to but- still be alive,
1: I would say. I feel that I would have heard about his death, right? Because mm-hmm. Don yeah. Pardo, he was also a longtime announcer for SNL, and I think Conan heard about that. But, I mean, how old do you think G.E. Smith is? I'm going to go with 72.
0: Mm, I'll say 78.
1: I you should go with 73.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Let's see. He is George Edward Smith is alive, but he is only oh. 68. So you were much. Oh, my God. You were much closer. He looked old <laughs> as Jesus fuck.
1: Christ. Yeah, he looks like he's 70 and fucking and He hasn't been on there for like 10 years.
0: Oh, my God. He hasn't been on there for like 30 years. <laughs> Somehow, how is, he, how is he associated with all these acts? Are these just people that were on Saturday Night Live? Because it says he's That'd associated with David Bowie, Bob Dylan, Roger Walters, Hall of Notes, Mick Jagger, Tina Turner, Tracy Chapman, Dan Hartman, Hot Tuna, Moon Alice, Sinead O'Connor, and the Saturday Night Live band. Oh,
1: the Saturday Night Live band. I'm not sure if he was a session musician or something
0: like that. I guess. I mean, yeah, he must, to work with all those people, he must have been. He's a guitar player, right? He plays guitar? Yeah. Oh, apparently he was the original lead guitarist guitarist for the duo Hall of Notes. Really? Yeah, during their heyday from nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty five. I guess that's where he got his start.
1: Shit. Oh my god, can you imagine the residuals on that? Yeah. I mean that he's oh, gotta have seventy nine to eighty five. He's gotta have a lot of money. I think if you walk by the studio, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah, absolutely. Aren't Hall and Oates like one of the fame like the most like uh, successful band? Oh, I mean think of all the fucking hit songs they have.
0: absolutely.
1: They had I they mean, had the whole that... time one of the guys was the uh, producer for the Howard Stern show too. Was he? <laughs> no. Oh, he was, oh no, yeah, I get You're it,
0: talking man. about Gary how Gary Delabonte looks like yes. uh, Oates. Hall or Oates. It's Oates. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Hall and John Oates. Yeah, Daryl Hall's the, the talented one, and then John Holtz is the mustached one.
1: He he's the Garfunkel of the group? Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. What has Garfunkel done after after Simon
0: and Garfunkel? No, nothing. Garfunk Garfunkel doesn't do anything. Garfunkel you know sucks up to Paul to to uh to Paul Simon to try to like have reunion shows so he can make a little bit of coin. And then he'll say something to piss him off immediately and they don't talk for twenty years.
1: He's like Paul Simon. You're really talented for a little guy. <laughs> you know, I I think Garfunkel might be the smarter uh, one of the pair because he doesn't have to go out and do concerts and shit. He's just fucking raking it in.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he, I, he says, "Go Garfunkel ahead, Paul. You can like you can play our dollars. songs, Paul." I just I mean, get a Garfunkel cut of everything. Like fifty mil. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah, I wonder. He I... sits around trying to figure out what to do with his hair the whole time. <laughs>
0: It's so funny how people that have the most unfortunate hair never go bald. (laughs) He's been balding for 45 years. (laughs) Like, it keeps threatening to leave, but it's not. Oh, my God. Art Garfunkel's net worth uh, is estimated to be $65 million. Oh,
1: I thought 50. I was close. Yeah. I mean, people made money off music back in the 80s and 70s. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. How
0: much do you think Pete Pete Best is worth? Ah, uh, Pete that's that's an interesting question. Is he still alive? I bet
1: he's worth like five I imagine the I think he is. I imagine the very I I am sure we've ever heard of it, much like G. E. Smith. Imagine like the very early, like, you know, masterings and that kind of stuff. He's probably worth at least five million from all speaking in a famous band. This is really this is
0: kind of sad. This makes me really sad. He's still alive. His net worth is six, his set net worth is six hundred thousand dollars, it
1: says. I I I imagine that's not accurate.
0: I mean you would think I what I don't know. Well, here's the thing. The Beatles don't even own the rights to their music anymore. So I don't know. Oh
1: is that still the case? I know they the Michael Jackson bought the rights at one point.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I, I don't know if Paul McCartney's got the right I, lim- I
1: thought it was a, I, I feel that he does, but I'm not really sure.
0: Well, I'll tell you in a second.
1: Have you been following the news lately? A little. There's a lot of crazy shit out there. First of all, the <laughs> explosion in Beirut the other day. Yes. Yesterday. Yep. I saw a, someone posted a picture. It literally changed the geographical landscape of Beirut. I know. It's crazy. It blew up like a fucking like a two-mile area or more. I mean, it was allegedly, the at least right now, uh, some people, and by some you one person thinks it was a terrorist attack. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah, sort of an important else. person. Uh, not really. <laughs> the rest of uh, the world uh, is aware that it was ammonium nitrate, the same substance used in the uh, Oklahoma City bombing. Yep. A, apparently a Russian businessman, uh, so probably in the mob. Uh, stored all this since 2013 and ammonia nitrate is pretty notoriously unstable Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's not a that's not a good combination but it just i mean oh my god the pictures are horrifying or the video is horrifying i saw pictures and somebody i worked for me a video you can see the pressure wave this person is like probably five miles away because they were videoing there's like a looks like a fire at like a warehouse and all of a sudden like another thing touches off and it's Oh wow. It's it's I I'd love to find out at some point how many kilotons this explosion was. It's probably nothing compared to a nuclear bomb. But wow, it, it's it's horrifying. Speaking of nuclear bombs, uh, tomorrow is the hmm, Do you have excited information?
0: <laughs> no, no, no
1: Tomorrow is the seventy fifth anniversary of the uh yeah. the bombing of Hiroshima.
0: Hiroshima. No one cares about Nagasaki. Oh they do. It was the second one, so no one cares about it. Uh, well, but,
1: wasn't that the bigger bomb though? Because I think they used yes. a different method of like, explosion. Mm-hmm,
0: that's correct. Uh, I uh, one of the podcasts on our our network here, Bodycom podcast, they did a they did a story about a guy that lived through both atomic. <laughs> yeah, cars. I remember that.
1: Yeah, that's cr- he like, he, like, he was in Hiroshima, and then he moved like shortly after the Nagasaki. Yeah. to get away from any future. Uh, Wow, I mean, this—I mean, we're not a history podcast, but historically, oh my God, that event is insane. Oh, it, devastating! It changes the world forever,
0: for sure. Absolutely.
1: I was reading up on it a little bit uh, today. Uh, there was a, an agreement called the Quebec Accord. Quebec? Mm-hmm. I'm not Canadian. Thank God. Quebecs. 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 With uh, a <laughs> Kevin <Rapist> Spacey. <laughs> he not only ate a banana, but he did other things with it. As well. <laughs> He's like, hey, that alien looks like a hot guy. <laughs>
0: He did say that. Oh, man. Kevin Spacey. Why did you have to abuse that dude from uh, Adventures
1: in Babysitting? And all the other ones.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The most important one. And then all the other boys. You abused too.
1: Yes. All the non-famous ones as well. Yeah. Speaking of of rapers... (laughs) I was reading a little more about uh, Brian Singer because it was kind of interesting. It was like people were like saying it was about the X-Men 20th anniversary and like how he's a, quote, controversial figure. <laughs> okay, okay. It made a point. I didn't even realize this, but in the first X-Men movie, um, the guy who plays Pyro is not in anymore. The reason is because he filed a lawsuit because he said that several of uh, Brian Singer's uh, friends raped him. Yeah. You yep. think he'll ever be brought to justice?
0: No. No, I think most of these fucking people will get away with it, which sucks and i think so there's two there's two schools of people, well three schools of people. there's normal, rational people like you and I, and I assume most of the people that listen to our show who would like to see everyone that's done anything like this be brought to justice and you know found out and everything. then there's people who think that every celebrity in the world is somehow involved in this and it's some kind of giant like conspiracy. I got into a debate. Yeah, exactly. I got into a debate online with someone that once again,
1: I bet that was productive. Yeah.
0: That once again claimed Tom Hanks was on uh, Epstein's flight logs. And I was like, no, He's not because I looked at the I've looked at the logs. They're available online. They were He
1: didn't he didn't fly there. He uh, a plane crashed and he ended up on Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> <up laughs> <Tunes laughs> Island. Exactly. You wanna know who Wilson really was?
0: It's a Fed it was a FedEx plane.
1: No, hey, but Wilson, is this where I put the air pump in? That's not an air pump, Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> but people are
0: like, Oh, Oprah was involved, Ellen DeGeneres was involved, Tom Hanks was involved. There's this laundry like Jimmy Kimmel. Basically so people Somebody out there said, Hey, let me look at Jimmy all the was let me look at all the the people who the who were who are like, you know, liberals or whatever, right, in Hollywood. And then we're gonna say all of Fucking them liberals all of them were part of it too. And then idiots just believe this. And I like I I doggedly went after this woman where I was like, Hey, where'd you get that information I from? <laughs> yeah. Where'd you get that information from? Why do you believe that? You know, who is QAnon? I mean, I didn't say that. That didn't come up, but that's another Q thing with the Tom Hanks shit.
1: QAnon person, I don't know what their name was, but I believe they were elected or at least, you know, almost elected to some governing body. Mm-hmm. I don't mean the president either. Right.
0: Do you know who, you know, who I really want speaking of presidents, do you know, who I really want to see brought to justice over this whole thing. Bill fucking Clinton, who by the way is yeah. all over the flight logs.
1: Yeah, he was on there 27 or more times. Mhm. Yeah. I know Bill Clinton's not known for being a uh, sex addict or anything, <laughs> right. but then I would all get into this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I want I would love it. I don't think it'll happen either, but I'd love it if Bill Clinton was brought to justice because of this.
1: I mean, Bill Clinton has a lot of fucking sh- I mean, I, I I'm not, you know, we should be apolitical. Everybody should be as far as this goes. I mean, absolutely. There's a lot of suspicious shit. I mean, Jennifer flowers, I mean, even Monica Lewinsky. I mean, that's obviously like a power type situation. I mean, Mm -hmm. was she consensual? I'm sure she was consensual. But I mean, how, how can you give consent if you're a a, a 20 or 19 year old uh, intern and the president of the United States is trying to come on your dress?
0: Exactly. I, I mean, yeah, he, he he certainly abused his power. I think, like I said, I think everyone, regardless of what your political stripe should be like, like Mike said, I think everyone should be able to be behind the idea that this guy, Bill Clinton, has a long, long history of of abusing women and uh it's not a big leap for me to think that he probably had sex with some kids uh you know like
1: I don't know 16- I'm not going to say that i to be sued
0: Well not <laughs> not uh not like I, like 16 year olds or whatever I don't know
1: Why really, My- the question is why was he going to Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's island like 27 plus times
0: His excuse is that uh he went to political events and stuff like that on Epstein's plane that's the excuse they give. I don't buy I mean, it, but that's the excuse. At least
1: he doesn't have a picture of him and Jeffrey Epstein in Women and No Other Males. Mm-hmm. That would be damning.
0: <laughs> yep. At least thousands of pictures like that don't exist. Go to YouTube, uh, or or if you're already on YouTube, look at the pictures, because the, the pictures yeah. will be up there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame that Jeffrey Epstein uh, committed suicide. We'll never get the answers now. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm just hoping that that uh, what's her name, Maxwell, or whatever her name is. Uh, I hope she lives to to get to trial, and I hope she fucking makes a deal and and spills
1: all of it. How can she make a deal if the president is possibly involved?
0: Trump. Well, now and, and again, to be a, I, I'm sure the people that listen to this show know that I'm no fan of of Trump. But again, to be apolitical, yes. They had some sort of friendship, and or you know whatever. But from everything that I've read, evidence wise, and looking at the actual flight logs, which I said you can you can find them online. Uh, they've been you know released. Uh, it does not appear as if somehow he ever went to this island from any of the evidence that I've seen. There's pictures of them together because they ran in similar social circles and stuff like that but i honestly don't see any evidence i'm not saying it never happened but i I don't see any evidence that trump ever went to this island um i think there's lots of other evidence that trump is like a creepy (laughs) fucking dude too but i don't know if he you know i don't know if he was really like deeply involved with epstein for you know whatever reason
1: yeah that's that's fair and uh appreciate you saying that as a fucking liberal (laughs) you know you're not completely lambasting him you know for stuff that there's no evidence of right but i mean like, i mean i I think there's enough supporting evidence that the president is uh at the very least a fucking creep oh absolutely yeah for sure and also at the very least a fucking idiot i mean i mean let's not forget that uh You know, he didn't didn't want to – he's the one who politicized the whole COVID-19 issue. So how many people are dead in the United States? Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably – I think it's like 30 times the amount that uh, Bush let in for 9-11. It's it's quite a bit. And uh, other countries have done a much better job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Fauci, who, again, has been the leading expert in infectious diseases for 30 or more years Mm – has very benignly said, like, oh, I think we've done as bad or worse in other countries. It's a shit show.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, like 150,000 Americans dead from this thing.
1: Are you you familiar with the author, Michael Lewis? Yes, I am. I feel that he has the most damning indictment of uh, Trump Ever. He has a book called The Fourth, I think it's a Fourth Estate. That's probably not correct. It's the fourth is in the title. It's basically talking about how like the Trump administration was just woefully unprepared for the they they basically knew nothing about the transition of power. Like we're normally like the Department of Energy, mm-hmm. which by the way controls our nuclear armory. Correct. You know, they they they, they, they you know they're even mistaking prepared, you know, hoping, you know, or expecting like, you know, multiple cars to show up, you know, so people would just like Do an audit of them, but uh, they waited, like, weeks, and nobody showed up. Nobody cared uh, about the nukes in the Trump administration.
0: Yeah, well, normally, the Secretary of Energy is uh, a nuclear physicist and not a fucking failed governor of Texas.
1: Or Spencer Abraham sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's funny. One of the things you mentioned, Ellen DeGeneres, I don't (laughs) know if she's a pedophile, but have you heard the recent – in more, uh, older than recent, you know, allegations about her?
0: No, no, I haven't. Oh, I don't like her. To
1: read this. But... No, <laughs> apparently she's like the most, she, you know, the queen of nice is like probably the most toxic person in television, according to all the reports I've read.
0: That's, I mean, that's sad for me to hear for the people that have had to deal with her, but also kind of satisfying for me to hear because yeah, for the longest time I have not liked her at all.
1: Yeah, there's like so many reports by uh, like, and also like celebrities like Brad Garrett and uh, Leah Thompson, who hasn't been to movie for a long time. I don't think no. they said she's like the like the most notorious like asshole. Like people have like mentioned this, and finally they're kind of kind of the uh, the crows are coming to roost. I don't mm. think it's crows, but that's whatever. Roosters? <laughs> I don't know. The roosters yeah, are roosting.
0: What... No, I think I think it's the what is it? Is it the yeah, maybe it is the pigeons. The pigeons are coming home to roost. Yeah, pigeons roost, right?
1: A lot of birds do. They spread in the I know that. i have like a like to get to our podcast for you. <laughs> I'm uh, obsessed with birds, especially the Cooper's Hawks in our neighborhood that have uh, chased away every squirrel that I've seen. Nice. Yeah, they're pretty sweet.
0: Squirrels are diseased. Yeah,
1: she's, she's got a lot of, you know, there's a lot of controversy. Like, apparently she's not nice. I mean, I've heard this for years. You know, there's, I, I... And I think we should tell this episode Schadenfreude, because there's so much people that I hate that are like going through tough times yes. involved in this episode. Yes. And she's just the first.
0: Yeah, I'll put it right at the top of the episode, Schadenfreude.
1: <laughs> are you familiar with the quote-unquote comedian Brian Callen, question mark?
0: Yes, I know I of know Brian Callan. Oh, I read okay. this. I read this. Oh my god, this oh this hurts me so much because uh my my family and I like to watch the Goldbergs and he's Coach okay. Meller on the Goldbergs and but apparently not a nice guy like so yeah. many others. He's on
1: Joe Rogan's podcast quite a bit. I, I, I... At first, I listened to all of them, but eventually, I kind of came to the conclusion that he just basically reads a book and thinks he's an expert on a subject.
0: Oh, okay. See, I don't know. I've never seen an interview with him in my life, so I don't know anything about him other than his character.
1: Sure. But yeah, yeah, he's been accused of, I think, four people have used him of as sexual assault slash rape. Mm-hmm, yeah. And since I'm not a big fan of them, I mean, that that brings me joy, which is probably terrible, uh, a comment on me as a human being, <laughs> but it's so fun. <laughs> I love that
0: so much.
1: <laughs> I love when people that I dislike are just like in trouble. Just, quote-unquote <laughs> trouble, it just makes me so happy.
0: Oh my god, yeah. He, um... Yeah, I I know well, I read the story and I know one woman accused him of rape, the other another one I think it was someone helping him at a like a clothing store or whatever, and um, he like kind of pushed her up against the wall and kissed her or whatever. All this is alleged. Uh, he denies it completely. He's read a book on respecting women. Right. <laughs> decided that he knows better than anyone else about it. But no, he's denied She's it. An yeah, he's denied it, and, uh, you know, I guess I don't know what will happen with it. if he'll yeah,
1: get... his, his, he does a podcast with quote-unquote comedian Brendan Schaub. Are you familiar with Brendan Schaub?
0: Uh, I don't think so, no.
1: He's a former uh, UFC slash mixed martial artist uh, fighter who became a stand-up comedian. And if you watch his stand-up special, he's possibly the worst stand-up comedian of all time.
0: So it's it's exactly what you think a UFC fighter would be as
1: a guy who took too so many hits to the head uh, <laughs> doing a podcast with a guy who possibly raped someone. Oh god. Or four people. So we if you're fans of,
0: if you're fans of that podcast, turn it off because they're obviously not good and turn on our show.
1: And uh and to further the hilarity, uh Brian Callen does a podcast with Chris Leah.
0: Oh, does does he? <laughs>
1: Yeah, him and Crystal Lee and Will Sasso. Will Sasso, looking yeah. for your allegations.
0: <laughs> Will Sasso. Is it is it catching? Is it uh, osmosis or diffusion? Right.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the allegations are true or not, but just him being on the quote-unquote in trouble slash hot seat just brings you so much joy, which schadenfreude is the joy of uh, someone else's misery. So, yeah.
0: Exactly. Speaking, by the way, real quick I looked it up a long time ago um, Apparently Tom Hanks, or Tom Hanks Apparently Tony Danza did graduate From high school Oh, okay Just in case anyone was on the edge of their seats.
1: Yeah, after this all, Brian Callen, So, If you want to know about uh, Tony Danza
0: uh, oh, I'm not Acquainted Danza. with him As far Danza. as I know, no one's ever accused Tony Danza Unlike
1: What's our, what's our Danza number?
0: Unlike Chachi our a number. Well, that's interesting. He was our, the only movie I can, can think of that he was in was uh She's Out of Control. Remember that? Whereas oh. his daughter uh wants to date and um he... What was
1: this character's name?
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think if they Anthony? called him anything other than Ted.
1: Uh yeah, I Tony think... Tony Tony. How do you spell Tony three different ways? They're they're just stretching at that point for is Tony. No one fucking calls you that. Your name's not spelled that way.
0: Oh my god! Somehow, his name in this movie is Doug Simpson.
1: No time when they call him Doug, he just kind of looks around.
0: I think like I said, I think they just call him Dad. But his uh, yeah. his uh, Amy Dolan's plays his daughter. And she wants to date this guy and he's, it's, it's a like a wacky comedy, but is I'm
1: just, it Ed Jr.?
0: well, no, he's, as far as I know, he's not in it, but I'm looking at the, the rest of the cast. So Catherine Hicks is in it, the mom from Child's Play. And she was also in, um, she was also in Star Trek four the voyage home whoa oh here, here we go here we go wallace sean is in it as dr fishbinder and wallace Sha- wallace sean was on the big bang theory or, or young sheldon with uh ed begley jr so there you go <laughs> <laughs> and also by the way matthew perry is in this so we've got uh, and so's dustin diamond <laughs> so we're connected to the entire cast <laughs> of saved connection. by the bell
1: we got a Zach attack number.
0: Oh, my God. That's great.
1: Friends forever.
0: That's right. Always will be friends.
1: Hey, there's one more story that I wanted to hit in the keeping current with Mike, I guess. Oh, by the way, um, I'm a little bit annoyed here. Uh, this whole time, I don't know if I told you or not, but I started up a new hobby during the whole quarantine thing. Uh, I started up ventriloquism. <laughs> oh my God. And this whole time, I've had my friend buddy here, and you haven't even acknowledged <laughs> him. I'm so
0: sorry, buddy. How you doing?
1: Not too bad. That was buddy.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Mark's got a drinking problem. Shut up, buddy.
0: (laughs) He's very good.
1: You're no buddy of mine. (laughs) Did you see my lips move?
0: No, not at all. Ventriloquism is the the 10th step, right?
1: Hey, don't you have a new friend, too? Yeah, my, my. His name again, Edward Tomac, <laughs> or is it Ralphie Smith? No, it's
0: Ralphie Smith. I forgot uh, <laughs> hey, hey, it's Ralphie.
1: It's Ralphie. I shot uh, Edward got shot in the he- back of the head twice. Oh my god, it's conceivable. Oh, sorry, I did your guy's voice. What
0: was <laughs> So that's a, that's how good of a ventriloquist you are. Thank you. What's the last story that you wanted to talk about?
1: Oh, uh, I'm not sure. Are you a fan of the Matrix? Yes,
0: yeah, so I like the Matrix.
1: Yeah, I, I like the first one quite a bit. I mean, uh, I mean, jeez, if I had done the second, third one, I would probably have cut off my. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, the. The uh, uh, I think only one of the Wachowskis, Lily Wachowski, is is involved in the sequel. I don't know if there's going to be another trilogy or what. Yeah. Apparently, according to her, the entire uh, Matrix movie was a allegory for transsexual uh, transformation. Interesting. Which is, I mean, I, I suppose it kind of makes sense. Like the uh, the character Switch. Are you familiar with the character?
0: Yeah, I yeah I, I've heard the story about how Switch was
1: supposed to be. Uh, I think a man like, like it, in the Matrix. It's a she's a man, but mm-hmm. in, the, in the real world, she's a female. Which yeah, I, I, you know, makes, I heard that was like one of the things they changed. Which I mean, I, I don't know how how uh, how present that idea was in the original, right? I mean, I guess I, I, I suppose it makes sense. I mean, because if you remember in the Matrix, uh, they say the way you're you present in the in the Matrix is basically your your mind's perception of how your real body is.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But uh, do you think the entire thing was set up that way? Because, I mean, honestly, that could be interpreted quite a few ways. And, and the whole the whole Matrix thing is, like, really deeply rooted in the whole idea of Gnostic Christianity, where there's, like, a real God that, like, you know, is mm. uh, not properly represented in the real world.
0: Uh, so, in my opinion, I think this is a lot of revisionism. And, and maybe some of these ideas were there in their brain. Uh, yeah,
1: but, I mean they both. I think both of them transitioned like in the second or third movie, but like both yeah. of the Wachowskis.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't. It's not like you said. It's it's the the philosophy of it and the like the lore of of the world and everything doesn't really present it. If it's supposed to be there, it's really it's really like well hidden.
1: I suppose of a sense I mean the way that uh the the whole you know uh, mythology is that you project your real self into the the matrix, I mm. suppose, but I mean, that could be an allegory for so many things, oh absolutely, yeah, for sure, I mean who is their real self
0: mm that's an interesting question <laughs> i think uh I think Paul Rudd's pretty close to his real self. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You mean the uh, star of Mac and me?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting idea. Like you said, I I feel that there may be some revisionist history involved. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, that's because I I feel like that's a creator looking at their creation and saying, um, maybe I was trying to say this and they're using what they know now, you know, they're using what they think now to like, kind of project that onto what it was then.
1: Maybe, maybe that was the whole thing. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, being a transgender person. It's, it's, it's a very alien concept to me. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. For all all I know, they're correct. But uh, yeah, the second and third, uh, definitely, in my opinion, have no uh, connection to that whatsoever.
0: No, no, not at all. And they're also not very good movies. That's a they're so, they're that's really a, good action
1: sequences, in the second one particularly. But yeah, they're they're not good movies.
0: That's a situation where the two people that created the first movie didn't understand what was good about the first movie. They created oh, they this could? they created this thing, and they were like, "Oh, this is super successful," but they had no idea why, and so they couldn't expand on that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, there's good action sequences, but like you said, it kind of feels like they're kind of just making it up.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they they lean heavily into a lot of of the philosophy stuff, which is, you know, it can be somewhat interesting. I don't necessarily um, adhere to the same school of philosophy that they would, like with Baudrillard and, and stuff like that. Um, Similac and Similatra and, and all that stuff. I'm
1: not, I'm not. Yeah, there's a lot of very interesting ideas. involved. I mean, the Matrix is, as I've mentioned this before, I love philosophy in a movie. And this, the first movie is, is so much philosophy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really compelling. It's interesting, but yeah, I, I don't know if I buy that, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe that was the whole sense. It's the first Matrix movie is maybe it's, it's in my top 10 for sure. Maybe top five. I mm-hmm. love that movie so much. Yeah.
0: Me, me too. I, it's definitely in my top ten.
1: It's a movie you walk out of like, kind of like rubbing the back of your head. Like, am I, am I plugged in somewhere?
0: <laughs> right, exactly. That that first, it, it it's it's good for different reasons because, like you said, that you'll never be able to get that feeling uh, of seeing it for the first time and kind of like discovering it again. But it's also unlike some some movies that are like that. It's also incredibly re- rewatchable, and you can discover yeah. some things that you didn't discover, you know, the first time that you watched it.
1: Yeah, that, uh, I feel that Fight Club is very similar in the reveal, Mm -hmm. that, like, I almost felt like, oh, my God, it's, like, ridiculous. Like, the first time that, you know, you watch Fight Club. And it, it too, rewards yourself. I think, was it you and I who kept watching it, and you see the little yeah split-second, you know, cuts of uh, Tyler Durden appearing?
0: Yep. Yep, that's right.
1: Another movie that I feel falls in the same category is American Psycho.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another good movie.
1: watching her it's like oh i mean yeah it's 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 crazy it's like over the top violence but the part where he's like looking at the atm and it it says feed me a cat i'm like oh my god the entire movie just fucking turns over and i almost i remember seeing it in the theater i felt almost like in an out-of-body experience it was so like wow
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's another one where it's like you don't really know what's going on
1: in that movie (laughs) yeah that that's that's great in a movie when you see just something that just like just like fucking like floors you like I think Inception to a small degree is similar. I mean, Christopher Nolan I really like his movies. Everyone I've seen I really enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Memento has that same thing. Like when you yeah. cut to the first scene, it's like oh shit. Yep,
0: yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Memento. I remember seeing that. Uh, I can't remember who suggested that we watch that, but somebody had oh, seen somebody it. I
1: watched it with you.
0: Yeah, you. Yeah, we went to you and me and i think bill and maybe a couple other people we all went to the movie theater to see it but yeah, somebody a, suggested a i can't yeah, remember
1: I yeah it's a crazy movie uh, inception 2 is a really good movie mm-hmm. uh, chris Rowland, i'm just a big fan in general of everything everything i've seen of him i tenet sounds very interesting i don't know if it all i don't know how it will be released i think it's released in china maybe right now
0: yeah, I think so. It's it's going to get overseas first uh, before here because of the aforementioned coronavirus.
1: Sure. Doesn't it have the, uh, the Star Wars guy in it?
0: Um, Which one?
1: The John Boyega
0: guy? Oh, is it? Is it John Boyega? I'm not sure, I actually. So. I don't I'm even know sure how to pronounce it. it.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see it eventually. Hopefully, it'll come out on like video on demand or something, so we could actually, you know, see it soon. But I'm sure it'll be uh, online shortly if it's released in China.
0: Yeah, it's it's Robert Pattinson, uh, John David Washington, who's oh,
1: John David Washington,
0: whose whose uh, character is just listed as protagonist.
1: Oh, hero yeah. protagonist. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see, Himesh Patel, who was Raj from The Big what's, Bang Theory. What's the... <laughs>
1: Oh, that's good. And what Michael Caine, John Washington. In?
0: Let's see, John David Washington, known for that. I, like I know his name. Tenet. uh Let's see, he's thirty six. He was. Oh, he played college football at Morehouse College and was an unrestricted or undrafted free agent uh, that signed with the St. Louis Rams. And let's see he was a running back, apparently, and I don't think he ever really played, oh, his parents, okay, so his dad is uh Denzel, oh, Denzel Washington. Washington,
1: yeah, that's right, that's right, that's what it is,
0: <laughs> yeah, so he's that's that's why
1: does he always look angry, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or he's got a big smile on his face, apparently he was in or the television st- move- he was in the television oh, series Ballers, I guess,
1: oh okay. Yeah. A callback to my movie called Angry Men with uh, Denzel Washington and uh, Russell Crowe and uh, Harrison Ford. There you go. Yeah, oh, yes. Or, or it could just be called scowling. Let's do that for our pilot too.
0: All right, scowling. We'll try to get them on Why cameo. Are these
1: men so mad. <laughs> have you ever noticed, have you ever seen Harrison Ford smile? That no, creepy.
0: No, like Harrison. Fo- Harrison Ford is the most grumpy old man that I've ever seen in my life.
1: At least he's married to a skeleton.
0: Do you think they always celebrate Halloween and Christmas at their house?
1: <laughs> do you think looking at Calista Flockhart all day would remind you of your own mortality?
0: <laughs> yeah, it can't it can't be good. Do you think that uh do you think that when uh Calista Flockhart needs an X-ray they just use a flashlight? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, well, that is our episode for uh, the week. Uh, Shaden Freud to everybody out there. Uh, keep yourself safe with the coronavirus and laugh at the misfortune of others. It's it's fun and cathartic.
1: <laughs> Sometimes, as long as it's not me. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, we will see you next time, though. Bye.
1: We'll see you next week.